Well, Merry Christmas, everyone. It's so good to see you. Merry Christmas. Uh, so good to be here with you. My name is Jacob Armstrong. I'm one of the pastors here at Providence, and we welcome you. I know we have folks that are here with us for the first time, and we're so glad that you're joining us today. Uh, online worshipers, I know we've got folks all over the place. We want to welcome you into this space. I wanted to tell the kids here this morning about a Christmas Eve service that I remember when I was a kid uh, some years back. And the reason it was memorable to me is because after the service was over, after the Christmas Eve service was over, my parents left me at the church accidentally. <laughs> and uh, I, I, still, I still remember it quite well. Uh, Here's how this usually happens though, right? It happens here at the church from time to time. Uh, you know, parents take two different cars to the church. And then when you get in, you think the mom has the kid or the, you know, the dad, or the mom thinks the dad has the kid. And you, you get home and you have this moment of realization like, oh no, you left the kid. And it happens, it actually happens here all the time and we hold on to them and, and keep them safe. Um, the Christmas Eve service I'm telling you guys about, my parents drove one car. <laughs> And so when we were kids, uh, we would go to the uh, 11 o'clock service at our church, sometimes got the midnight service. It's a really beautiful Christmas Eve service because uh, at the end of it, when we sing Silent Night, like we'll do here in a moment, and you say Merry Christmas, it's actually Christmas, right? Because it's after, after midnight. And sometimes people will ask me, you know, you know Pastor Jacob, are we ever going to have one of those midnight services here at the church? And I say, yeah, we will when I'm not the pastor here because I have trauma uh, from that. I actually wasn't a little kid when this happened. I was a teenager and it was just kind of a, kind of a mix up. But I remember, um, I remember what it felt like to, to, be, to be experiencing this totally unexpected moment on Christmas. Like this is not how I thought this would look, right? It's dark. This is not how I thought it would feel. I'm cold. This is not who I thought I'd be hanging out with on Christmas Eve, right? I was all by myself. And so the next morning, uh, after when my family opened Christmas presents, they realized that I wasn't there. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, it was like five minutes or something. I don't remember all the, all the details. Uh, but what I, what I sort of just wanted to ask you guys, what I want us to think about is what if some of the unexpected things that you've encountered this year, the things you didn't think would look like this, feel like this, or the moments you felt alone, or maybe even some of the unexpected things you're experiencing right now, what if that's precisely where God wants to show up to you? What if God's not gonna show up when you get your whole life sorted out or everything's perfect? Maybe it's not when you can get every mistake you know, in just the way and get it all, all better with everybody. Maybe that's not when God shows up. Maybe God will show up in the mess. You see, we believe, as those who follow this baby born in Bethlehem, those of us who are his disciples, we actually believe that there's nowhere that you can go that God won't be there, that there's no mess that you can enter into that God also will not be willing to meet you there, that there's actually nothing that can separate you from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. And that understanding is found in this peculiar, wonderful story that we look at every Christmas Eve. I wanna recount just a little bit of it to you again. Luke chapter two, verse four says, so Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. And he went there, Bethlehem, to register with Mary, 
who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. So Luke chapter two, verse four and five introduces us to Joseph and Mary's mess. Particularly Joseph in these verses, that his fiance is pregnant, but not by him. She says that it's God's child she's carrying, and that's a lot to take in. And yet, even with a lot to take in, even with a mess, even with some unexpected things, they still have to do all the things they're supposed to do, just like you do in your life. When you encounter grief or loss or disease or unexpected things, the world keeps going. And you have to go places and do things, maybe even come to church on Christmas Eve. And so Mary and Joseph travel 100 miles from Nazareth to Bethlehem to encounter the, the home city, the hometown of David, which is also the hometown of this man, Joseph. And when they get there, it's jam-packed. The streets are crowded. There's traffic everywhere. Folks are frustrated. There's no room for them even to find a place in the inn. It would be like going you know, to Providence Marketplace tonight frustrating, a mess. Just me. Okay, just me. You like it. Um, And it's there, the scripture says, while they were there, where? In the mess. While they were there in the crowded streets of Bethlehem. While they were there in that place, the time came for the baby to be born. So the baby wasn't born in the perfect time or what might have thought at that time the right time or the right place, but he was born anyway. And it says, she, Mary, gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. Joseph delivers the baby or a stranger does. And they take their child, their little baby boy, and they place him in a feeding trough. And this is the moment that changes the world. But there's more going on. It says, and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby. They were working the third shift, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And in these verses, guys, it is shown to us in now 2,000 years of human history that God does not wait for our messes to be cleaned up to show up. He doesn't wait for every little thing to be perfect. In fact, God comes into the mess. That's Christmas. You know, tonight uh, in Bethlehem, actually right now in Israel in Bethlehem, it's Christmas Eve night. And traditionally, it would be a, a weekend that three million visitors would come to that little town of Bethlehem to celebrate again the birth of Jesus in that place. But tonight we know in Bethlehem, The streets are empty. There are no Christmas celebrations in a war-torn nation tonight. In fact, the nativity scenes have not been set up, and some that have have Jesus represented in the rubble of the war that they are experiencing there. In Palestinian-controlled Bethlehem, where Jesus was born, there are no celebrations tonight. I share that with you to say that it's precisely in those places that we should be looking for and aware of the movement of God. And that even though they may not be celebrated tonight, we come together now and hold the hope for the whole broken world that there's no wars or walls that can keep God from showing up. And the same is true for your heart 
that may be walled off in 2023 or war torn because of what you have experienced. The same is true for you if you feel cold or dark or alone this Christmas. Jesus is coming to you. It's why at Providence Church, intentionally, we make a big deal out of giving our offering away on the Christmas weekend. It's our biggest offering of the year by far, and we give 100% of it away. It's why this year, a portion of it, thousands and thousands of dollars, will be going to a tiny little home that's in Nashville called the Hananiah House. The Hananiah House is a place for women who've been imprisoned in Tennessee, who are not able to go back to where they come from, or it's not a good idea to at the time, and they instead come to a place where they have a room and a chance and love and a table and the gospel. And we believe in the Hananiah house. We believe in those women because the story that we've been given is for those who have found themselves in a mess. And so we'll be giving so that the Hananiah house can become not one house, but three this year. We'll also be giving so that a tiny little uh, community in Peru called Majorca, Peru, will have a compassion center, which will be a place for hundreds of children to come, children who might not know the good news, children who live on less than $2 a day, who will be clothed and fed and find medical care. The baby who came in Bethlehem grew up into a man that said, the good news he brings is good news for the poor. And the babies in Peru who we don't even know in a place I've never been, we believe are important to God. And the project that we will start there will cost hundreds of thousands of dollars to change the future of babies in a far off land. Because my friends, that's what Christmas is all about. And so I wanted you to think about, just briefly, what if the stuff you're going through is not the thing that's gonna keep you from God, but is actually the place that God wants to meet you. That there's nothing that can separate you from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. There's nowhere you can go that God won't be there. Really. And it's my great privilege, I get this privilege on Christmas Eve to share with you how God is gonna save you. That sounds presumptuous, I know. But I get to tell you, and I'm gonna tell you how God is gonna save you. Here's how. A baby boy. And he's in our town. And he is the Savior. And he is the Lord. And he has come to bring good news of great joy for all the people and his name is, will you say it with me? Jesus. Let's just say it again. Jesus. One more time. Jesus. Amen.